from Integral Life. Welcome to Everyone is Right. Well, hey folks, Jeff Salzman here and welcome to The Daily Evolver. Today, my guest is David Fuller. He is the co-founder of Rebel Wisdom, which has, in less than two years, become one of the leading intellectual voices on the web, which I think, I think this morning, David, I checked, you had 61,736 subscribers on your YouTube yeah. station. So, yeah. So, welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to it, Jeff. Yeah, indeed. Well, let me just fill my people in a little bit on your background, and you can correct me if I get anything wrong here. But you started out uh, at Channel 4 News, which is the high-end news station in, in Britain. And um, you were a producer. You were in Libya during the fall of Gaddafi and in Tahrir Square during the Arab Spring. And you kind of got... We're, I guess, tired of that and wanted to make a change. And you became intrigued a couple of years ago with Jordan Peterson, who at that time was just gaining fame as the, I think, University of Toronto professor who famously refused to follow a civil rights code in Canada that seemed to require the use of non-binary pronouns. So you became intrigued with that. You went over, met with him, did an interview with him, made a documentary with him that just sort of had the synergistic effect of getting a lot of notoriety and cohering a group of people, intellectuals, that has come to be known as the intellectual dark web. And that's, you know, so Rebel Wisdom is sort of the quillette Quillette being sort of the written version, you're the, the, the media version. And, uh, and you were nice enough to invite me on last year when I did a couple episodes of Daily Evolver uh, about Jordan Peterson. And I both praised and critiqued him. And you listened very respectfully. And, <laughs> and then you came over here, what, a couple months ago? In November, yeah, and met with me, and I and uh, and and did a series of interviews uh, with Ken Wilber, who is my hero and the you know leading philosopher of the integral movement, and you have published those, and uh, I you know Ken of course does a masterful transmission of integral theory and invites you know, Peterson and, and the gang to it in a way that I think is great. And I, I guess I just want to start by reading a comment that's on the comment section that I agree with. So I'm going to read it. <laughs> as much as I like Jordan Peterson, and I do very much, I think Wilbur's integral theory is way more sophisticated and compelling. And that's way with six A's, David, so way more sophisticated and compelling. It's not full of self-contradictions and cul-de-sacs. It's not tied to Christianity or the West. It does not demonize postmodernity and toss it out. Wilbur wrote over 25 books fleshing it out. It truly is unique and way too much of an intellectual commitment for most video-addicted millennials and Zs. There are, there are few good videos in integral theory. It's not something you listen to and adopt. You really have to work at it and become it with your whole being. 
it's 100 years ahead of its, of, of its time. So my hope, and what I want to hear you say today, is that integral theory is infecting the intellectual dark web and may help move it forward. What do you think? I think, I mean, well, we have to see, I mean, why I wanted to, well, Ken, so we were actually sort of backing up a few steps first. <laughs> right. I mean, it, was a, it was a wonderful introduction. You kind of covered most things, so that was really well done. Um, I'd say that why Jordan Peterson, I think I spotted Jordan Peterson. It wasn't because of the pronoun thing at all that I found him so compelling. It was because when I dive, dove into his lectures, I found this really interesting attempt at a theory of everything. And that's what I think really unites my interest in Jordan, Jordan Peterson and then my interest in Ken Wilber is that they both kind of this grand intellectual project of trying to create a theory of everything. And so I'm really fascinated where they overlap and where they, where they differ. And also Jordan Peterson as this kind of one man lightning rod for the culture wars is kind of an interesting, even if you disagree with him on so many things, it's such a fascinating phenomenon in itself that I think it demands engagement and appreciation. Uh, and that's kind of what we, we've tried to kind of appreciate and critique Jordan Peterson since the beginning. So we've had, as you say, we did the first documentary about him, but we also did a, a couple of critiques, the Peterson paradox, the Peterson synthesis to try and say, okay, what is he missing and what is he getting right? And, and then there's the emergence of the intellectual dark web probably about the same time as we started our channel is this all of this less than two years old yes well less than I mean, what are we march so it's actually only about a year and three months yeah, yeah we brought down the jordan peterson documentary in january last year so all of those sixty thousand subscribers we've now got have have we've we've accumulated in in a year pretty much um so yes there's this kind of then there was after the Peterson wave. And I did a podcast recently with a guy called Daniel Thorson. Uh, he runs a podcast called Emerge, which is really interesting. And he, I thought he had a beautiful way of describing it with Jordan Peterson. It was, it was like he broke a conversational seal. And suddenly there were things that were being talked about in the mainstream that had not been talked about before. And I think that then the intellectual dark web emerged as a, as a kind of loose, agglomeration of different intellectuals and podcasters and and myself and my colleague Ali the co-founder of Rebel Wisdom Alexander Biner we wrote a piece that basically said we think that the intellectual dark web is an emerging integral conversation and we think that Ken Wilber's integral theory offers the best framework for understanding what this means it's a new form of conversation it's a new form of uh consciousness in some ways because it understands and integrates nuance and moves beyond this very polarized culture war dynamic to a place that says we can understand where things are coming from and the potential for integration. And Ken actually read that piece. And I think in that piece, we said something like, we're going to do the impossible and try and describe integral theory in three paragraphs. <laughs> and Ken read it. And I think he read that and he told us, I thought, oh, here we go, <laughs> and actually read it and thought they've done pretty well. Uh, yeah, no, in three paragraphs. no, you're you're good at that, David. 
Yeah. I got to tell you, even the animation that you did at the beginning of the Wilbur interview was some of the best, you know, of, of that. It, it's like this comment writer says, there's not a lot of good on-ramp videos to integral theory. And let me just say right here and now that I hope you do for Ken in terms of creating a documentary, mm. that what you did for Peterson and see what happens. Yeah, he certainly, I mean, we're, we're looking to move more towards documentaries about people's thoughts. Like Ken's definitely would be very high up in the people that we want to feature in that way. Excellent. It's good to hear that you, you that the, the, that was the thing that I was most nervous about. I think the, the animations that that I put at the beginning of the film because it it's it's difficult to simplify something like integral theory and um, and yeah I'm glad to hear that that it worked so yeah. so yeah the the intellectual dark web as a kind of emerging integral conversation was something that I think we on Rebel Wisdom have tried to curate and, and put ourselves in a position where we are able to curate the intellectual awakening that goes with the intellectual dark web. I mean, I think the intellectual awakening is more than the intellectual dark web, but it's a real chance for a bottom-up, generative, digital conversation that, that allows us to bypass a lot of the gatekeepers and a lot of the entrenched ideological positions in the media. Yeah. And that's what really excites me. It's like, who are the voices that need to be brought into this conversation? And very much for me, that I think Ken is holding this really essential developmental piece that really can inform this emergent conversation in a really interesting and really valuable way. And that's what I hope we've done with the films that we've put out so far, is to bring his ideas and his frameworks into this emergent conversation in a way that people can engage with. And like you say, an on-ramp is a really great metaphor for this it's like how do we create because i also i mean if, if if i'm allowed to be a little bit kind of um not critical but sort of it, it my experience of the integral conversation is because it's such a complex conversation we can easily get into the integral ease so quickly that it's not that easy for people like the, the translation is not that it, that easy sometimes like as soon as you're starting to talk about the colors and talking about the aqua model and suddenly it, it feels very difficult for people to get an appreciation of it. And, and until people have that terminology and have that uh, translation, it's difficult for them to understand why they need it in the first place. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, How uh, might you put it, David? I mean, you, you talk about even the critique of Peterson or you talk about how the, the the integral view is different or you know overlaps. How would you put the difference? What would you say in the simpler simpler terms is needed to happen? Um, I think that I think that everyone. I think there is a translation issue, as I just kind of hinted at. I think there is a often what we need to do is back up and look for the common threads rather than try and communicate from within our different paradigms. That there has to be a sort of attempt at translation that, that, that goes across, like for example with Eric Weinstein, who is the guy who coined the phrase the intellectual dark web. His, his thought also is a very 
there's a lot of backstory to understand what he's talking about. We did another film that we called Glitch in the Matrix 2, the origin of the intellectual dark web, that is the first real attempt to contextualize his thoughts and to explain the backstory of where the intellectual dark web came from. Because he has a, he's been working, the kind of the, the models that he's been using, he's been using to understand culture since probably the 80s. And he's got a very worked out idea about how the systems and structures in the world become very fragile and they end up keeping out all of the geniuses. What you end up doing is rewarding excellence, rewarding people who follow the rules rather than rewarding people who challenge the paradigm themselves. So that's why these paradigms become entrenched within academia, within business. And I'd encourage everyone to watch that documentary because I think he's a very... He's a naturally integral thinker. Like he, he's a very, he's definitely operating from that, that perspective where he understands and integrates nuance and can hold different paradigms. Um, so so there's, there's a translation issue and I don't know how we get across that. And there's also, there's also probably a, like for example, with Jordan Peterson, I did, I mentioned Integral and Ken Wilber to him um, when I saw him in, in Toronto. And Peterson's perspective was, oh, yeah, I've heard of Ken Wilber, maybe back in 2000. Is he the Integral guy? Kind of, he, he, he was aware of it, but he wasn't too aware of it. Mm-hmm. I've also done an interview just recently with John Viveki, who is uh, another psychologist at the University of Toronto, and a lot of what he was saying overlapped really well with Integral, but he wasn't aware of it. So there is a sort of, yeah. there is a, there's, there's probably a reputation thing or people thinking they know what Ken's thought is about, but not necessarily knowing it in yeah. depth. Right. Um, well, and if Integral Theory is right, it's a stage of human history that is coming online. Yeah. You know, and nobody particularly owns it. And there, there are people who are explicating it. Ken's a genius to me of that and transmitting it actually. Yeah. Uh, but other people have uh, all sorts of intuitions, including Jordan Peterson, who mm-hmm. operates, I think, very well from at least three stages of development, if not four. And, yes. um, and I'm not sure he sees that or understands it in the way that Ken does. And so, you know, what I would say to Jordan Peterson is watch Ken's interview. Yeah, well, I sent it to him, so uh, he tends to watch the stuff that I send him. So, yeah, um, yeah well, you know, to me, the um, you know the problem is um, the, the, the demonization of green. Now, the mean green meme is what we call it in integral. You know, the the totalitarian impulse in the postmodern stage of development needs to be uh, 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 countered. And vigorously. And that's one of the things that Peterson does so beautifully. And that's one of the reasons that he caught on. And it's, it, it can be beautiful to watch. Yeah. What is often missed is that every stage of development has a totalitarian impulse. Mm-hmm. If you want political correct speech, try going back to traditionalism. Mm-hmm. You know, try going back to Saudi Arabia or Europe 300, 400 years ago and see what you were allowed to say and what you weren't allowed to say. And even modernity, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little less ideological in modernity in a sense, but 
you know, try going to your work and up in your skyscraper in one of your meeting rooms and argue for your point of view. And when people ask for evidence or proof, tell them, well, I don't really have anything, but God spoke to me in a burning bush this morning on my way to work. And so this is the way we should go, mm-hmm. you know, and see how long you last in modernity. Yeah. So, uh, you know, every stage has that. Green does too. Uh, but that doesn't eliminate the value of green. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think there's, that's really a sort of conflictual point of, yeah. you know, where the two, these two systems of thought can, I think, work through some stuff. Yeah. 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 Were, you, were you surprised at how, um, like, I, I pushed Ken quite a bit on, on that point about whether Peterson does integrate green. And he was mm-hmm. very strong on saying, yes, he does. Yes. Were you surprised at how strong he was? No. And I actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my, um, the, the, uh, the couple episodes I did, I talked about how he is functionally green in the sense of being able to see world-centric. He's a psychologist, for heaven's sakes. You know, one of the markers of green is interiority and mm-hmm. in, in seeing, you know, uh, you know, seeing that sort of thing. Uh, but here's what I think the intellectual dark web, as I understand it, and got, as you said, it's many and varied, but that there is actually a piece of the truth, even in the extreme green um, part of the, you know, field. And that is that there is, when we talk about microaggressions and, you know, all of the stuff that makes people's hair light on fire, that there actually is a, um, a more complex way of seeing the karmas of people and how they move through generations and how they manifest. And we don't want to force that on people. You know, people get that when they get that. Sometimes they have to be challenged, you know, there's, you know, there's, the, and it's never pretty, you know, evolution is beautiful, but not pretty at every stage. And so that's part of it too, is that we all think it shouldn't be happening this way. Yeah. But uh, we're actually supposed to fight it out. And the good news about the way we're fighting it out now is that we're doing it in the comments section. Yes. You know, we're not doing it with clubs and, and, and you know, guns and bombs. Uh, and, and, of course, in many cases, it goes too far where I, I not only want to be the sovereign of my own view, I want to be the sovereign of your view. And so, I, you know, we get all this campus stuff of people not being able to speak. And, and you know, I, I lived through that, actually, myself. Uh, I was a Masters of Divinity student at Naropa University, which is a very green little Buddhist college here in Boulder. Mm. And, um, you know, I was always grateful that I was gay because it was at least something. Mm. You know, otherwise I was a middle-aged white guy who, you know, had made money and retired. You know, (laughs) I didn't have much going for me. So, uh, you know, I get that. you, You had at least some points to play in the Oppression Olympics. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, that's one of the things that Integral sees that I think we have the, we overlap, is that Mean Green really just seeks to overturn the dominator hierarchy. Mm. 
so that the previous victim now becomes the perpetrator, the previous perpetrator becomes a victim. And that's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah, and I think just picking up on that, some of the comments that I've seen as well since we, we've done this, this interview with Ken is quite a few people saying that they, they didn't really understand why Ken was so exercised about the pathologies of green back, back in the day, but they've now, as things have changed, and it's become increasingly obvious in the culture that, they're, that, that the dangers of it, that they appreciate kind of that his, that his warnings back however many years ago were, were very prescient. Yeah. No, that's true. And and there's is something that has to be countered. You see it in the HR departments. You see it in maybe in education. You know, I'm not sure how many first graders are being taught white supremacy, but if there are any, that needs to stop. Uh, and, you know, that that absolutely needs to be countered, but not condemned in a way. That's a difference to me, is that it's it's not that green went awry is, you know, to be expected. Welcome to the human race. Mm. You know, from an integral perspective, we just want to notice that and tease apart the part of green that we want to take forward into integral. That's the integral project in general, is to take forward a new integration of the best of all of the previous stages of development, right down to magic. Mm. You know, and that deep community that comes out of the magenta tribal stages. And yeah. uh, actually, while we're on that topic, you're sort of doing that. You're doing a sort of a pivot there where you're doing um, live events that mm. really work on, you know, installing some of this missing meme stack, if you will, you know, yeah. that, that a lot of people don't have. And, and yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, I think the, the the exciting part of the project going forward is the live events. It is the the need to a, a lot of the people who I'm really inspired by, um, other thinkers I'm really inspired by, talk about creating intersubjective sense making, and that feels like a really important need to be able to get it to to come into collaborative sense making with others, and that I think. So my background as well, and with Rebel Wisdom, we teach transformational retreats. Done a lot of personal growth stuff. We do retreats for men and also retreats for women. And entering into that that sort of transformational space and using skills like mindfulness, like um, exposure work, like sharing, like really sort of deep transformational tools I think is really essential for us to be able to enter into this space where we're not feeling triggered by what someone else has said, where we're able to maintain our sovereignty, we're able to enter into dialogue with others. Like that's, that's a really key thing, especially in this age of tribal, tribalism and social media and kind of this incredible polarization that we're all witnessing. That for me is the really important work that needs to be done. How do we... How do we create spaces where we can enter into this, this intersubjective sense-making enterprise? Understanding that not no one of us will be able to have all of the picture. So we need to be able to, that's what I love about Jordan Peterson as well, at least when he talks about kind of allowing the dead wood to die to burn off, this sort of courage of 
entering into the liminal space as well and letting go of allowing our ideas to die rather than as rather than ourselves effectively mm-hmm. um, yeah that, that's what really excites me about and, and i think it's an existential need to create these spaces for for genuine dialogue it, mm-hmm. it, I don't think that can really be done online. I think you can point towards it. I think um, podcasts like yours and the videos that we're putting out can help guide or can can help start having those conversations. But I think a lot of it has to happen in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're doing uh, multi-day retreats. Yes, we do weekend retreats. Um, and we're also we're doing our first in-person discussion where, where we're bringing in some of the tools from our retreats so we've got a summit event in in may 12th of may where we have brett weinstein heather Hying, ian mcgillchrist and jordan greenhall coming together so they're going to enter into dialogue with each other on stage and kind of model this into subjective sense making exploratory exploratory dialogue and then we're going to ask people to go into the small groups we're going to group them into into tens at a time and go off and have that conversation with among themselves as well that will be facilitated. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So this is a kind of trial event, but I but I'm hoping that it will be something that we we make more and more of a feature of what we're doing going forward. So I think you want to plug it a bit? Do you have you still have some tickets for sale? No, we're actually sold out, but God not. bless you. Um, yeah, which is great. Um and so this is this is the next stage for us of there's this emergent conversation that you could call the, the intellectual dark web is part of this emergent conversation. I don't think it's the whole thing by any means. It's a it's a particular part. It's more that's more of a part of the emergent phenomenon that is this this intellectual awakening and what is really important as a next stage. So it's it's been happening through YouTube and it's been happening through um, the online social media as an emergent phenomenon. The next stage is to turn it into a cultural force. And I mm-hmm. think that has to be done through live events, through allowing people to connect in person and, yeah, turning it into a cultural movement. That, that's what I think we really want to see next. That's what Rebel Wisdom wants to become is part of, yeah, being being one of the catalysts for this becoming a genuine cultural movement. Right. Yeah. Who, who are you attracting? Who's coming to these? It's an interesting question because there's definitely, um, for, for, so for a while, because Jordan Peterson especially is such a controversial figure, what we've actually found is that he has been a very, good filter for free thinking because you have to be if you just go with what some of the things you read in the media oh he's really controversial and apparently he's misogynist and apparently he's this or he's that and maybe the intellectual dark web is also a kind of filter for free thinkers we tend to have some very interesting very forward thinking very questioning people come to our events and there's also there is also a very strong integral undercurrent to it as well. A lot of the people who are most enthusiastic about our work have an integral OS running in the background. 
this is something that Jamie Wheel, who I think is a really tremendous thinker, I don't know if you're aware of him, he wrote oh, yeah. a book mm -hmm. Stealing Fire. Um, I think he has a background in the integral movement as well. Yeah, I met him back when we were doing the Integral Institute in uh, 2006, 2007, something like that. And he was on fire then, for sure. Yeah, so he's a, he's a fabulous thinker. And he said, I spoke to him fairly recently, and he said a lot of the people who are now breaking trail are running an integral OS. Mm -hmm. And that I found really interesting. So there is a sense that um, a lot of the people who are, who are pushing the conversation forward, even if they're not explicitly talking about integral, they're running an integral OS in the background. Right. And, that, and that's definitely something we've seen with, the people who really, I think even when we had our conversation before and I'd done the Glitch in the Matrix film back in February, you said, wow, this was a, a, a pure integral download, which was really interesting because originally I actually had a segment of the film that was about Trump in a post-truth world, Ken's book that came out after Trump, and it yeah. had a huge impact on my, my thinking and Ali, my co-founder's thinking. Yeah. So we are very much running a kind of implicit integral framework, but it wasn't explicit in the film, but you recognized it immediately. So yeah. there is a kind of, as Brett Weinstein says, the evolutionary biologists, he says all, all true maps must align. So there is a sense that if integral is true, and I think, I think in, in many ways it, it is, there's a, huge in, there's a huge truth download in it. Mm -hmm. Line with all of these other things that are now emerging, absolutely, and and being how do you describe it? It's sort of signal boosted. It's like who are the people that I'm personally interested in boosting the signal through Rebel Wisdom, and you're interested in boosting their signal through your work. They, for me, are holding different parts of an important puzzle, and and that that by its nature is going to have to be an emergent, networked conversation. And that's where I think this goes from now. It's what, what the internet has allowed is this different feature to, to this conversation, which is very much networked to and fro. Um, if you see what I mean, even Jordan Peterson, I think what has made him really successful is there is an element of he's able to admit when he's wrong and he's able to say, okay, this has been reflected back and this is something that I think is really essential for this conversation to grow is like the, yeah, the, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way conversation and that's a really important thing that I personally have to kind of feel that I'm, I'm staying alive to yeah. and staying alive to what needs to emerge and what wants to emerge next. Where does the conversation itself want to go? Yeah. That's a really important feature. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish you well with that, David. I mean, I really do think it's God's work, you know. And I, I, I just want to lay on the table the, the, just, the, you know, my imploring to keep friendliness to green online. Mm. Even, you know, I, I want you in one of your events to do a, a session on what's true about microaggressions. Mm. You know, I mean, so that for a couple reasons. One is that it's so easy to get polarized, and uh, it, and you know, once people start 
the fight, of course, the fight also tracks people. And, you know, God knows if Jordan Peterson wasn't a fighter, he'd have as many viewers as me, you know, so I get it. But, uh, but there is uh, something that, that I just find a little contracted around the intellectual dark web that I hope relaxes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, I think I, my two cents. Yeah, I think you you could argue that the defining feature of the intellectual dark web right now is opposition to green. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that has to be seen in context because the green pathology is so strong in many areas of the of the media. So some kind of fighting back probably is needed against it. But it's it's that kind of um, it's a Nietzschean quote in fighting monsters, be careful you don't become a monster yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is where a lot of, you know, even uh, spiritual truths and practices and pr principles come in. And that is where, you know, from in, in Zen, you want to be able to cut somebody's head off, but you want to do it real clean. You don't want to enjoy it too much, but sometimes people need to have their heads cut off. You know, so it, 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 we want to have both that ferocity without condemnation and this whole idea that this shouldn't be happening. It's awful that it is. I can't stand it. And somebody needs to be blamed and condemned. Yeah. And that's that's all first tier. That's a first. Every stage of development has some version of this shouldn't be happening. I can't stand it. And at Integral, the invitation is to realize this should be happening. We're supposed to fight our way forward. You know, we friend our way forward, too. You know, we the other side of the street our way forward. Uh, and the F word our way forward. But we fight our way forward. And we're supposed to be fighting. And we don't have to hate our opponent. And just, just sort of that sort of thing that comes out of even martial arts, for God's sakes. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the transformational work that we do and the fact that we, we're kind of leading workshops and we're, all, we're always, always the invitation is to look at what's, like if I'm feeling um, angry at something or I'm feeling kind of any kind of emotional reaction to something, the invitation is always to look inside and to look inside and to look inside and say, okay, what is this saying about me? What is what is really going on. And that, I think that's why this, the, the, the project has been successful. And I think it's why I'm, I'm hoping that we can maintain an openness to what wants to emerge. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, it's what grounds it, I think, in the, in the liminal space, in the space beyond the ego, beyond the personality, as much as we can. I mean, we're all in our personalities for most of the time, but at least having some kind of, understanding that there is a space beyond it and beyond it and trying to to be informed by that space that's very much yeah. what what yeah I, I think it's really essential and i i genuinely think we wouldn't be having the success that we're doing if we weren't regularly revisiting that space and being yeah. having had the experience of that kind of inquiry and that kind of um spiritual um uh, exercises yeah, I mean, it's so f lovely to hear you talk about it. You're really talking about integral consciousness. A after first tier, where we're mono perspectival, or 
see things through the lens of our worldview. At Integral, that stops being interesting enough. Mm. You know, uh, we, we take this perspective and this perspective and this perspective. And at some point, we stop uh, identifying with our perspectives in, entirely and start identifying with a bigger space that holds multiple perspectives. And at that point, we just can't help but, you know, see what this one says and this one says to make a new integration that is friendly to all of it, you know, yeah. and, and what a great thing that is. And, 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 and you know it when you see it, you know. Yes. You know it when you see it and you know it when you recognize it in others as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I have done countless integral events and all sorts of things and drumming and the woods and all of the, you know, the whole bit. And I got to tell you, there is an X factor of getting people who have an integral consciousness together that is unlike anything I've ever experienced. There's just a, a spaciousness, a, a goodwill, a sort of a simple friendliness. You know, uh, people don't get offended easily. That's that that right there is precious. You know, that that right there is the post green we're after. Yeah. All right, David Fuller. Well, thank you so much for your work. And thank you so much for taking time out for me on your Saturday evening. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Anything I need to know? Anything that needs to be put on the table before we sign off here? Um, what have we got? We've got a whole, got a lot of content at the moment coming out. Um, I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking to do... I'm really interested in in looking at the um, the emerge or the, the the continued evolution of the intellectual dark web, and and hoping that we that we can continue to be in a place to influence that conversation, and and also as as I said at the beginning, kind of bringing integral into that conversation, I think is really really important. So we're thinking of potentially doing a couple of films, maybe more, on the legacy of Integral as well. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, thank you so much in advance. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And may it be so. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few comments as well. Um, there's definitely, I, I mean, I saw quite a lot of excitement around the film that, that we put out with, with Ken and uh, talking about Jordan. And a lot of people asking in the comments saying they should get Jordan and Ken together. So exactly. That would be great too. Yeah. I mean, we've done our, our part in, in putting the pieces together and putting it out into the, into the ether. So we'll see what happens. Yep. And uh, well, I I'd, I'd personally love to see Ken more part of this conversation. Me too. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Exactly. All right, my friends, take care, David. And thanks everybody for, Checking out the Daily Evolver. See you next time.